What's going on guys, it's Dan here, and are you someone that just can't seem to get enough insanity in your life? Well, I have some great news for you. If you tune into the Button Pusher Podcast, you'll get plenty of that and more. Give it a listen. The Button Pusher Podcast with Daniel Leslie. Check it out on Spotify. Season 4, Episode 60. Midweek bonus episode. Boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, I can already wait for the weekend. It's just been one of those days when they decide on my busiest day at work, we're going to have a meeting. And it goes 20 minutes too long. And, of course, I have an afternoon already planned for me by somebody else in my family. I'll just leave it at that. So, I'm once again crunching to get everything done. And of course, my insane Florida nephew, he's on vacation and he's doing Mr. Manly Man stuff, being a happy homeowner. And um, he finally got around to picking what he wanted to talk about for the midweek bonus episode. Uh, But nevertheless, I have prevailed and I have some midweek stupidity for you. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. Saint Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. Oh, by the way, and if you got some really good April Fool's stories to tell me, I'll even take some of those, too, if you want to leave me a message about that. <clears throat> you know, since you know this uh, is the first podcast that I'm recording in the month of April, it's that time of the year. You know, when I start worrying about those fake products for April Fool's Day and stuff, you know. <clears throat> but um, I saw this, and it was not an April Fool's joke. It's, uh, it's real. <clears throat> Cup noodles. Now they're selling... Breakfast-flavored ramen. Yeah. For those that really like breakfast and really like ramen noodles, well, guess what you think it tastes like? Yeah, tastes like breakfast. Sausage, eggs, pancakes, and maple syrup. Yum. They say it's supposed to be like a classic dinner breakfast in a cup. Really? You You think I'm that gullible? I've had breakfasts down south. Biscuits and gravy breakfasts, okay? And good sausages and all that good stuff. You're not going to get that in a cup. Well, anyway, they announced that it's going to be available at certain Walmarts around the country for a limited time, of course. Each cup is like a buck 18. Somebody spotted them on the shelves and posted a photo on Reddit. Yeah, say, I guess they appear to be real. The label says it's all, of course, artificially flavored. (laughs) Of course it is. But the company says there are also visible ingredients of sausage and eggs. They're mixed in with all them noodles. They say it's even better if you add extra syrup. Oh, yeah. It's their second limited edition flavor. Their first was the pumpkin spice version they put out a couple of years ago. And, well, I don't know. I... 
I don't know about you, but if I'm going to have breakfast, I'm going to have the real thing, okay? I ain't going to slurp, slurp down a bunch of slimy noodles that taste like eggs or bacon or syrup or, ugh, I don't know. I haven't convinced my taste buds about that, you know? Well, I know that breakfast is supposed to break the fast. It's supposed to wake you up. And if you don't get a good breakfast, you tend to, you know, get a little woozy at work. And falling asleep on the job can be kind of embarrassing, especially if you're caught. It's even more embarrassing if emergency crews are called in. <clears throat> There's a 50-year-old plumber that was working on a home in the Los Angeles area. He ducked into a crawl space under the home. The homeowner didn't hear him uh, or anything from him for about three hours. Got a little bit worried. So they started shouting around for the guy, but no answer. Then they called 911 because now they're getting a little concerned. So the firefighters show up. They start searching around the place. They go down into the crawl space and they spot a portion of his body. But he was unresponsive. So... Obviously, they really couldn't get to him, so the next best thing they could do is start cutting holes in the floor with chainsaws. Well, that's when he woke up. Apparently, he was just napping. Paramedics evaluated him to see if he needed hospitalized, but he was fine, just a little groggy. Maybe he had that cup of noodles breakfast or something. It just didn't do the trick. Well, anyway. Well, I don't vape. I know friends that vape. For some reason, they love to post their vaping on social media. I don't know why. I'm not interested in seeing you breathe vapor into a from a tube and blow it into the camera. But look, I know some of you vapors out there are sneaking into airport bathrooms just so you can take a puff of your little vape thing. I think this is a bit more um, egregious, egregious. This guy got arrested at the Las Vegas airport because he was smoking meth inside one of the terminals. He pulls out a pipe and just right there, broad daylight, starts openly smoking meth in one of the dining areas. But well, obviously someone reported it. The guy's name is Stephen Laster, and he was also wanted for violating his probation from a battery charge he picked up the year before. Surprise, surprise. He resisted when cops tried to cuff him, but they eventually got him into custody. According to an airport employee, he's been hanging out at the airport since at least the previous day. Wasn't clear if he was a passenger or if he just snuck into the terminal somehow, but now he's facing charges for violating airport public conduct rules and using or possessing drug paraphernalia and, of course, violating probation. It's almost like you could just hang a sign around him saying, Here I am! (laughs) Okay, well, all right. So maybe the cup noodle story was a bit gross. Maybe you kind of liked it. Do you like Pop-Tarts for breakfast? Well, Pop-Tarts, they want to make you feel all warm and fuzzy. They've got a brand new flavor and an actual sweater to match. That's right. They Pop-Tarts have announced their new flavor. Frosted Banana Bread Pop-Tarts. And uh, its website has it described as a great balance of banana flavor and spices to mimic the flavor of banana bread. Now, I like banana bread. My wife makes probably the best banana bread out there. This new flavor is hitting the store shelves and will be available nationwide in an eight-count box for, what, $3.89 suggested retail. But honestly, that's not the most exciting part of the announcement. And actually, 
I like Pop-Tarts. That's a, a, being a disc jockey. That's, you know, very, you know, essential breakfast food for radio people doing the morning shows. And I'd probably eat it. <clears throat> but the most exciting part of this is to their limited edition Pop-Tartigan sweater. It's uh, created by Crochet Artis Artisan London K. The, quote, granny square crochet, crochet pattern was inspired by Pop-Tart's well-known rectangular shape and those crispy brown colors it's beloved for post-toast. <clears throat> there were about 60 of these exclusive hand-knit sweaters available for a purchase of only $45. <clears throat> Each sweater came with a box of the Frosted Banana Bread Pop-Tarts as a little treat. There's nothing better than curling up in a warm crocheted sweater so when I found out Pop-Tarts wanted to give their fans an extra cozy piece inspired by the new flavor, I knew this collab would be a match made in granny chic heaven. What? Yeah, well, we're, we're actually going into warmer weather and you want to cozy up to banana bread and Pop-Tarts? That's what the statement says. Now, the statement goes on to say, My team and I have handcrafted each pop tartigan sweater with warm colors and crocheted features that are sure to be the perfect accessory to embrace your cozy side. <clears throat> Old souls can visit or could visit bananabreadpoptarts.com to get one of those sweaters if you were there fast enough. They had only 20 sweaters that are being sold each day uh, during the promotion on a first-come, 1st serve basis. And if you missed out... Well, you could just buy the box of the new flavor Pop-Tarts or follow um, one of the patterns there they have uh, and uh, see what happens, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. I I would probably enjoy the Pop-Tarts a lot more than I would enjoy wearing a Pop-Tart sweater. I don't know. You look pretty stupid in one of them things. You know, I got a crocheted sweater made of Pop-Tarts or made to look like Pop-Tarts. It's almost like, have you seen those crocheted fashions that you have guys like crocheted jeans and crocheted it's have you seen the pictures of these guys standing outside like on a rock and they're wearing crocheted pants and weird stuff uh, maybe maybe this would be a nice accessory i don't know but in any case i mean they call it art i guess pop tart art that's in the form of a crocheted sweater i have no idea but anyway so uh, here's something though that is uh, i don't know how you would react to this, uh, but um, there is a child in art class that uh, paid tribute to their mom, and it wasn't by making a Pop-Tart sweater. Think about this for a minute. What's the most private thing about you that your child has ever shared publicly? Oh, I've done a few of those myself. Well, there's a mom, mom online who shared a card that her 10-year-old daughter made in her art class. It's orange with a bunch of little hearts on it. And it says, you're the best mom ever. Isn't that sweet? But it also says, you love vodka, girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, this is the 10-year-old daughter. There's even a purple bottle depicted on the front where it says, I heart vodka. The woman says, um, it was really unexpected. I just did a nervous laugh. I was quite shocked. The funny thing is, the woman says she doesn't even drink vodka. She's actually obsessed with plum gin. She says that her daughter must have confused gin with vodka. Huh. <laughs> Maybe you need to sit down and have a conversation with that daughter. I don't know. 
Or maybe just put away the booze. Jeez. Definitely, that was a wild surprise. Well, here is a wild ride that uh, a food truck driver had, which happened near Winston-Salem, North Carolina, because, well, he had um, a bird fly into the into the truck. Now, not just any bird. It was a turkey. That's right. Um, Dan Grayson is the driver's name. He said, all of a sudden, we saw something fly, and then I realized what it was, and we could not avoid it. The turkey literally crashed through the window of the truck he was driving. It was a Los Gordos Bistro lobster truck. Yeah, it's freaky, he says. I tell you that, really unusual. Now, Grayson owns the food truck. He said that they were pretty surprised it didn't cause a major crash due to all the flying glass and the commotion of the turkey flying through the window. He said all I could think was, oh, you know what? We're going to wreck, but I couldn't swerve the food truck, he says. The North Carolina Highway Patrol said it's unusual for a turkey to fly into a vehicle. Grayson says he estimates the turkey caused about four dollars to $5,000 worth of damage to the food truck. And, well, they're expected to <clears throat> reopen the food truck here pretty soon. Maybe serve some turkey with their lobster? I don't know. It's, I've heard of turdurkin, but not turlobster. Well, anyway. Well, here's... Um, a, a, a perfect story, I think, for this uh, particular incident here. We have the manager of a Bedford, Pennsylvania Dollar General store who followed a rather suspicious customer to her car, which led to much more than just a simple shoplifting charge. Now, I'm sure you have probably a few suspicious customers meandering the aisles of Dollar Generals around the country. Well, Pennsylvania State Police filed a felony retail theft charge against this woman, who has been accused of stealing $11 worth of bacon from the store. Yeah. <laughs> they said, only $11? They said that the manager told troopers she saw 36-year-old Kelly Snyder enter and then leave a short time later without buying anything. Then the manager became a little suspicious when she saw Snyder get in her car and empty her purse. That's when the manager walked over and saw two packs of bacon in the seat. Police uh, said the manager even claimed she took inventory of the bacon in the store and noted that there were two missing packs. Finally, authorities said surveillance videos did show Snyder take two packs of bacon from the cooler and then move out of the sight of the camera. Police were able to find Snyder at her home and said she admitted she stole two packs of bacon. Unfortunately, though, for Snyder, police said this was her third retail offense, so now she's facing a felony. Yes, people will do anything for bacon, you know, I'm telling you. Well, here's another stupid criminal where involving uh, Chipotle. And really, you know, look, Chipotle, I've eaten there. I've had kids that work there. And Chipotle will usually give you a little extra toppings if you ask them nicely. You don't have to pull a gun on the workers. The police in Columbus, Ohio now are looking for two people that really flipped their lid and freaked out at a Chipotle, all because they didn't get enough cheese. Definitely one of the cheesiest crimes I've ever seen. They cornered a female worker, ripped her hat off, and a few other employees in come to help her, and that's when one of the suspects pulled out a gun. The other suspect repeatedly said to him, shoot him, shoot him. Thankfully, no shots were fired. Now, witnesses say the gun misfired. 
That's not really clear if that happened, but the suspects did ransack the restaurant and then run off. It's being called an armed robbery, but still unclear if they stole anything other than the food. The Crime Stoppers there in Ohio is offering a cash reward for any info on the suspects. Now, in the security footage, it appears like it's a man and a woman, but they aren't able to get a good, clear look at them. Good grief. Now we go from bacon to cheese. People are really getting stupid, folks. We got a highway authorities in Italy. They have not been amused by some of the antics of an 80-year-old retirement home resident who loves traveling as much as he hates paying the tolls. Mm, yeah, well, I can understand that. His name is Mario, believe it or not. They nickname him Nono Mario, or maybe Nano Mario. It means Grandfather Mario. Well, Mario is accused of dodging more than $4,300 in highway tolls. He did it by tailgating other drivers through lanes that were reserved for people with prepaid passes, you know, like the Easy Pass, according to The Guardian. At entrances and, that, and exits to the system, he managed to get his Fiat Punto through, uh, through the, the other car, right, right, you know, get him, pull it right behind the other car, right before the barrier comes down. Very clever. Authorities say he traveled for free on the country's highway system for two years. But his vehicle was identified through surveillance footage. Now he's facing a trial on fraud charges if he doesn't cough up the dough for the unpaid tolls. Did I tell you his name was Mario? Well, he dodged highway trolls, tolls by tailgating other drivers. I got a question, though. Why, why, why didn't I think of that? I got to be honest. With skills like that, this guy would make a great American. <laughs> guy avoids tolls for two years. Definitely a true hero to cheapskates around the world. He says he doesn't feel the highway system is worth the price. Has he ever traveled the Pennsylvania Turnpike? Jeez, if this guy ever drove on America's highways, he might have an aneurysm. Hmm. Well, I, I know we have been seeing scam after scam after scam where I do my radio show. We have a, you know Facebook pages. We do contests on our Facebook pages. And we're always getting scams on there because, you know, people win prizes and then the scammers pick up on it and they post comments saying, click this link to claim your prize to mimic our Facebook account. And we've got to go through and ban them and restrict them and all this kind of thing. So, but folks, I mean, I can't believe how many people can fall for scams. And for some people, it just doesn't even have to be something that believable. Dr. Jan McGee was the principal of a charter school in Florida, and she was forced to resign because she fell for an online scam. She ended up sending $100,000 to someone who claimed to be Elon Musk. <clears throat> that was not a knee-jerk decision either, by the way. Jan had been talking to this uh, <clears throat> Elon for at least four months, and they chatted about him investing in her school. Now, she'd mentioned the conversations to her staff, and they were rightfully skeptical. Some even warned her that this person was a fraud, but Jan refused to believe them. She believed in fake Elon. So when he asked her to send a hundred grand to his right-hand man, some guy named Luis Alberto Fernandez, 
she fired off a check from the school's account. Now, the details are hazy, but Jan put the matching funds in the memo line of the check. She was apparently under the assumption that writing this check would lead to Elon supposedly giving the school $6 million in return. <laughs> so, well, here's Dr. Jan McGee announcing her resignation and board chair Albert Almafianto talking about what happened. I am a very smart lady, well-educated. I fell for a scam. Somehow she believed it, matching funds with this guy, and he was supposed to give like $6 million to the school. I put myself into this position and into this mess, and I made a bad decision. Fortunately, the school's business manager got wind of the payment in time and was able to stop the check before it cleared the bank. In a meeting with the school board members, Jan said, I'm a very smart lady, well-educated. I fell for a scam. Well, you're not that smart. The school's looking for a new principal, and they're launching an investigation into what happened. Now, for the record, it's unclear how Jan was communicating with this fake Elon. It's a hundred grand, so you'd think she'd have verified his identity in a video call or on Twitter. I mean, since he'd be easily available there if they were friends. Unless, of course, she was duped by an Elon impersonator on Twitter who bought a verified blue checkmark. I probably didn't go down like that, but it'd be very ironic if it did. I mean, I just, I thought it was just that maybe the teachers that couldn't be trusted these days. Who knew it was the principals as well, you know? I mean, they say a sucker's born every minute, but I think maybe it's time to update that to a sucker's born every 30 seconds. It's a great big stupid You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. Former President Trump claimed he would solve Russia's year-long war in Ukraine in 24 hours if he's re-elected. Ending a heated conflict this quickly seems impossible, but Trump did successfully break off two marriages pretty fast, so who knows? Trump, however, did not offer details on how he'd resolve the war. His words were so cryptic and empty, you'd think he was channeling Vice President Kamala Harris. 
Embattled crypto guru Sam Bankman-Fried paid a $40 million bribe to at least one Chinese government official to get access to accounts that had been frozen by Beijing. There was so much bribery between this guy and China. You'd think he's a Biden. A new psychological study finds people with positive experiences in their close relationships appear to have better physical health. So never let great friends leave until it's past 9 p.m. Then everyone has to go home. Of course, it's no surprise that if you deal with bad people, you suffer physically, too. That would explain why half the people in Washington look like decaying zombies. According to a new poll, only one in four Democrats want President Biden to run for re-election in 2024. The other three in four are proud owners of a functioning brain. An upstate New York woman who spotted a black bear playing in her yard captured video of the animal climbing onto her family's trampoline. Sounds a bit dangerous, but this is nothing compared to the wild animals the New York City subway riders dealing with daily. The people of upstate New York are fine with bears. I mean, it's the snakes in the capital of Albany they can't stand. The Toronto Blue Jays' new ballpark will reportedly serve poutine hot dogs. Comes with fries, cheese curds, and a coupon for a cardiac pacemaker placement. Kind of sounds like the unhealthiest thing you could order. So that's how I knew American tourists at the ballpark are getting. Yeah. John Wick director Chad Stahelski thinks there should be an Academy Award for stunt work. It would be nice for them to get recognized, even if nobody's watching the Oscars. Of course, I definitely agree with this take, and the first person to receive an Academy Award should be anybody doing stunt work with Alec Baldwin. The 97-year-old Dick Van Dyke reportedly has had his car keys taken away from him by his 51-year-old wife after he had a recent accident, which is a good thing because... He's so dangerous to the drivers of California, he may as well be Caitlyn Jenner. Of course, this gives many people hope that maybe, just maybe, Jill Biden can take the nuclear codes away from Joe. The brother of ex-NFL player Aaron Hernandez was arrested in Connecticut after he allegedly threw a brick attached with a cryptic note at ESPN headquarters. Kind of a crazy story, but people in the metro area are used to bricks because, <clears throat> well, they're Knicks fans. Most people were shocked by Aaron Hernandez's suicide back in 2017. Apparently, he cost the Clintons big money on a game. <clears throat> a new survey conducted by Lint has revealed what brings people a little needed joy, including chocolate. The chocolate company says chocolate makes people happy. I'll stick with my Kit Kat bars and say, give me a break. <laughs> A British woman renovating her home said she was shocked when she removed a bathroom wall and discovered a fully intact shower. Now, this was an incredibly rare discovery, kind of like finding a good restaurant in England. I think we can all agree that this woman would have been better off finding an, in an intact sink. Because for the British, the more places that they can brush their teeth, the better. Ben Affleck joked that it's a common misconception about him that he doesn't look happy while appearing on Jimmy Kimmel Live. But look, sitting next to Jimmy Kimmel is one time people would understand if he was unhappy. He says, I have a very unhappy-looking face, resting face, I guess he says. 50-year-old Oscar-winning actor says this. But look, I think the only way that Ben perks up is if he has a glass of happy juice. NFL owners have approved players being able to wear the number zero if they choose. But 
Well, everyone knows the only team with a bunch of zeros is the New York Jets. Owners also declined a suggestion to make roughing the passer penalties reviewable by replay. I guess it really is unnecessary to review those penalties because all you have to do is look at a quarterback the wrong way and they throw a flag. Out-of-control passengers might soon join suspected terrorists in being barred from flying on commercial airlines under a newly pu uh, pushed legislation in Congress. Now, this is very concerning for Spirit Airlines because they would probably lose at least 90% of their customers. This newly proposed no-fly list for misbehaving passengers would allow the TSA to ban people convicted or fined for assaulting or interfering with airline crew members. Now, this means that flyers are going to have to stick with only beating up each other. The Biden administration is silent about whether it has concerns over the rapid development of artificial intelligence. Look, if anybody did speak on behalf of the president, though, I'd be tough to understand because, well, they'd be repeating gibberish. And a new study says the human lifespans are capable of soaring past the current record of 122 years, with people possibly reaching the age of 150. But given the current state of the world, most people would just reply with a polite, no, thank you. Now, I don't know how I feel about this, though. I mean, mainly because ages 100 to 150 are kind of like going backwards to your, to your baby years, you know. You can't really talk. Somebody has to feed you and you poop your pants a lot. Researchers from the University of Birmingham say that they may have uncovered an effective way to spot fake news. It's real easy. Just log on to CNN.com. Well, study authors say grammatical patterns and the way journalists use language can distinguish between real and fake news stories. Of course, this is a stretch, assuming that most people can identify grammatical patterns, that is. And Florida police wrangled a nearly 10-foot-long alligator who was caught roaming a residential street. Now, it's the scariest creature apprehended in Florida since the last spring breaker was taken into custody. Police Captain Phil Waters said alligator mating season is around the quarter, and he expects them to be very active over the next few months. But meanwhile, most single people can't even get a text back from their match on Tinder. Italy's government has endorsed legislation that would outlaw laboratory-grown food and allow stiff fines for those who make it or sell it. Needless to say, Bill Gates is no longer allowed in Italy without paying fines worth millions. <laughs> this is a proposal that's part of Premier Giorgia's Meloni's crusade to protect made-in-Italy products. Unlike our politicians, who continuously push for made-in-China. And the release of the movie Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, is huge because it finally is giving geeks living in their mom's basement a reason to hit the town. Deadline reports the movie is possibly going to hit $65 million for their opening weekend. Just imagine how it would make, how much money that it would make if the people that would be going to the movie could actually land a date or two. <clears throat> Sports books will be allowed inside NFL stadiums beginning this year after an owner's vote. Now, <clears throat> I'm not a gambling man, but I'll bet this will lead to some problems. 17 teams play in the 33 states that have legalized sports betting and thus will be able to host sports books in their venues. Now, the other 15 teams can't host sports betting, but are advising everyone to go through the bookies like the good old days. <clears throat> and former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson formally declared his 2024 presidential campaign, and it's frankly absolutely incredible, mainly because nobody thought anybody could get less votes than Nikki Haley. 
You know Donald Trump will accept his opponent graciously. Pretty soon, he'll be posting on Truth Social, I wish that pathetic loser no chance in Hades, the best luck in the primary. Yeah, well, there's a new study out. Researchers in Canada are saying enjoying a daily beer or daily glass of wine does not raise the risk of a premature death. Unless you drink light beer or bargain bin wine, because then you'll just want to kill yourself. The scientists explain that low to moderate drinkers have similar mortality rates to those who avoid alcohol entirely. So I guess it turns out your drunk uncle at Christmas was always correct whenever he said, have a shot, it won't kill ya. Well, according to a new survey, about one third of workers in jobs that can be done remotely say they're still working from home full time or at least pretending to do so. I mean, there's simply no way these people will ever work in an office again. They really can't go back to commuting, in-person meetings, and having to wear real pants. And new stats reveal that one out of every five New York City public school cafeterias are crawling with bugs, rodents, or both. This is disgusting to most people. But in New York, it's just referred to as extra protein. Milwaukee Bucks forward. Thanasis Antetokounmpo has been suspended one game for headbutting Boston Celtics forward Blake Griffin. Now, this was a real boneheaded move. If You got to wonder if this guy has a thick skull. I mean, these two elite teams might have faced each other in the postseason. And for Blake Griffin, you know, it'll be more like deer hunting season. And the MLB had 14 pitch clock violations on opening day. Now, the game is much faster, more intense, and highly energetic, yet most people still fall asleep by the fourth inning. Jill Biden may attend the coronation of King Charles III solo, as the president still does not plan to be there. Instead, one of Joe's aides will take him into Burger King to watch a little kid put a crown on his head. He won't know the difference. Former President Donald Trump is in New York City with for his arraignment, which means uh, construction crews have been assembling his hair. It's really a good thing the former president is uh, such a disciplined communicator. Otherwise, this whole thing could turn into a media circus. And I told you about former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson announcing he's seeking the Republican nomination for president. So the former President Trump, he got to work uh, on a new demeaning nickname. Uh, president Biden's reaction was pretty predictable. He says, good for Asa. Maybe someday I'll run for president too. And a new study says that Tyrannosaurus rex and other dinosaurs actually had lips. And even creepier, they loved to wear lipstick. And I thought the only dinosaur with giant lips was Madonna. McDonald's temporarily closed its U.S. offices as it prepares to inform corporate employees about like, uh, the coming layoffs. And really, I thought the only people at McDonald's liked to lay off were the ones who cleaned the bathrooms. <clears throat> I mean, in response to the news about the layoffs, McDonald's executives have come up with their own little slogan. I'm not loving it. French government minister Marlene Schiappa is now under fire for appearing on the cover of Playboy magazine. That's pretty outrageous. Why should anyone pay for Playboy when Internet porn is totally free? Of course, it's a switch, frankly. Usually when somebody from France receives a lot of criticism, it's for B.O., the Late Late Show with James Corden only has a few more episodes left before ending its run. And I'm no, I'm as shocked as you are. That show is still on. Now, CBS plans to air one more carpool karaoke special with special guest star Tom Cruise. 
But instead of riding in the car, of course, Tom insisted that he run behind it. Marvel Studios just debuted a new trailer for its upcoming espionage series, Secret Invasion, starring Samuel L. Jackson. Evidently, it's all part of Marvel's plan to use more F-bombs. Of course, if it all goes well, this could be Marvel's big chance to finally make some money. And finally, as part of a new labor deal, minor league baseball players will receive salary increases and be paid year-round. They're making so much money now, they can almost afford to buy a hot dog at Yankee Stadium. Oh, and this is a nice perk. Minor leaguers will now get two extra timeouts per game just to scratch themselves. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You'll get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now, this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards goes to a naked man who was arrested by police in Evansville, Kentucky, who say the man was blocking traffic downtown. Police responded to calls about 9.30 in the evening near the 400 block of Sycamore Street. Officers say they located a pile of clothes in the middle of the road and Christopher Stinson. Police say Stinson was wearing only a pair of goggles and walking through the Sycamore Street parking garage. Officers arrested Stenson for indecent exposure, disorderly conduct, and criminal trespass. <laughs> Imagine driving and witnessing a naked man. I mean, it's scary enough seeing a snake, never mind a trouser snake. This guy had to be on something. Considering his clothes came off quickly, I'm going to guess tequila. And then there's this. A 31-year-old Oregon man has been arrested and charged after authorities said he chased pedestrians in downtown Portland with a stolen forklift. Investigators said they were called to the area. The man was described as driving erratically and chasing pedestrians. Officers spotted and arrested the driver after he drove the wrong way on Southwest Harvey Milk, Southwest 4th Avenue. Uh, Portland police identified the suspect as Joffrey M. Zelinsky. He was booked in the Multnoah County Detention Center on charges of first-degree theft and unauthorized use of a vehicle. This guy clearly knows how to operate a forklift. Maybe he can use that knowledge to, um, I don't know, get a job? 
No, just kidding. No, nobody in Portland actually works. Sorry. <laughs> or how about this? A McAllen, Texas man was arrested after neighbors saw him standing naked by an open window. Jose Zamora was arrested on charges of indecent exposure, according to the Hildalgo County Records. A probable cause affidavit stated the woman reported seeing her neighbor's genitals through an open window in his home. The affidavit stated that woman reported that she noticed her neighbor was standing by an open window while naked from the waist down and appearing to be watching her son as he rode his bicycle on the road. Police made contact with a couple that saw Zamora touch his genitals by the open window. They were also able to provide a video of the incident, but were not willing to file criminal charges. Police spoke with another woman two days later. She provided a photo from the incident showing Zamora by the open window appearing to be naked from the waist down. Zamora was booked into the Hildalgo County Jail on March the 28th, and his bond was set at $4,000. Records show he was released from jail the next day. The neighbors were looking at this guy's house, and unfortunately, well, they had to say something to the police because they saw a suspicious package. Yeah. Now, they, they say everything is bigger in Texas, right? But for the sake of the people looking at this guy's window, let's hope not. What about this? Video shows a DUI suspect mouthing off to the Alamogordo, New Mexico police officers while getting arrested after he led police on a high-speed chase. Now, little did he know just how much trouble this latest charge would get him in. A red truck was caught speeding and driving onto curbs in, in Alamogordo. Now, the truck, police say, was driven by an Arizona man named Christopher Murren. And the video, the truck continues to speed away at up to 70 miles an hour. Spike strips did not help, and eventually Murren did come to a stop. Police arrested him on suspicion of DUI, and Murren then starts giving some back talk. Murren did not know how much trouble this arrest could get him in. Now, according to a criminal complaint, Murren has got 12 prior DUI convictions, all of them outside of New Mexico. Now, in his home state of Arizona, even the stiffest drunk driving penalty carries no more than two years in prison. But Murren happened to be in New Mexico for this arrest, which would be his 13th conviction if he's found guilty. That means he faces up to 12 years in prison and a fine of $10,000. Murren was charged with aggravated DUI and aggravated fleeing. He was released to pretrial services and scheduled to be back in court. Wow, 13 DUI arrests total. Man, this guy should avoid getting into cars. Instead, just focus on getting in to rehab. I mean, he really should have never opened his mouth, you know, not just when officers arrested him, but when he picked up the 18th pack of beer. And you got to check this one out. A man was caught in a mm, itchy situation after deputies caught him hiding underneath a pile of insulation following a break-in. The Lee County, Florida Sheriff's Office said deputies responded to a burglary in progress at a house on Fourth Way in North Fort Myers. At the house, deputies were told that an unknown man had walked in but never came out. Inside, the deputies saw or that they heard someone walking in the attic. A five-gallon bucket was found under the attic along with debris in the floor, the sheriff's office said deputies told the man multiple times to come down and surrender, but he refused. 
eventually leading the deputies to use a non-lethal gas to force the suspect out of the attic. However, even with the use of gas, the man still did not come down. The sheriff's office said deputies and a canine unit then entered the attic and they quickly found the suspect, 44-year-old Bruce Davis, buried under insulation with his face pressed up against an air duct to breathe fresh air. Photos taken at the scene show how Davis was found. Deputies said Davis was promptly arrested after a search of the home, a broken window, appliances in use, and tools scattered throughout the residence were found. Sheriff's Office said Davis was charged with burglary and resisting an officer. That, this was a brilliant decision. Totally worth the asbestos poisoning. Definitely got creative in picking his hiding place. I mean, as a kid, this guy must have been a stellar hide-and-go-seek player. And you'll never believe this. A dad in the UK has gone viral on Twitter after accidentally ordering 60 pairs of reading glasses rather than the one pair he intended with spec savers, even wading in to give their hot take on the situation. BBC radio personality Chris Arnold was left in stitches after his dad opened up his package and was left wondering why it was so bulky. The photo shows 61-year-old Tom Arnold looking bewildered as he had misread the quantity of his order, leaving him with a lot more glasses than he bargained for. The tweet read, My dad has accidentally bought 60 pairs of reading glasses off the internet after misreading the quantity of his order. Speaking about the mishap, Chris says, I just found it hilarious. He said that he thought the packaging was excessive. Then he opened it up and the box was full. He seemed confused as to what happened. We looked at the order and he had ordered 12 packs instead of one, as they were for him and my mom plus spares. The order came to over 100 pounds in British sterling cost, but he's managed to get a refund. Now, he described the incident as very funny indeed, saying it cheered him up and his family. Specsavers also waded into the comments. They write, do we even need to say it? Chris choked, at this point, guys, I don't think you do. P.S. Are you interested in buying 59 pairs of reading glasses off my dad? They hilariously replied, if you can't shift them, you might want to consider adding an extra 118 eyes to your dad's face. Okay, he misread the online order. Yep, definitely sounds like he needs a new pair of glasses. Yeah. Usually, though, when somebody orders way too much stuff online, it's usually because they've had too many glasses of booze. Okay, one more. A Florida man has been sentenced to several years in prison, federal prison, after traveling on a plane with a suitcase full of drugs two years ago. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, 29-year-old Rashid James Wooten was sentenced for possession with intent to distribute fentanyl. U.S. Attorney Kevin R. Ritz stated in court that detectives with the Memphis Police Department's Organized Crime Unit received information that narcotics were possibly on a flight from Los Angeles to Memphis. And after getting the news, the investigators used his drug-sniffing dog, which led authorities to a positive alert on a suitcase that belonged to James Wooten. Now, when Aston investigators searched the suitcase, they found 996 grams of fentanyl, 4,472 grams of methamphetamines, and 1,200 grams of marijuana. James Wooten was taken into custody after he went to baggage claim about his lost luggage. 
According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, James Wooten pled guilty to the offense. U.S. District Judge John T. Fowkes Jr. later sentenced him to six years of federal prison time. Now, the police were absolutely stunned, mainly because this bag was coming from Los Angeles, so they thought it definitely belonged to Charlie Sheen. Uh, usually those suitcases are just filled with clothes and toiletries, right? But it sounds like this guy was taking an extra special trip. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating. These are five-star stupidity stories I find. And make your reviews stupid. So stupid, I just might feature it on an upcoming episode. Because when you rate and review the podcast, it helps it to show up prominently in searches. People are out there searching for stupidity. And you can help them by sharing the podcast on your social media. And you don't look stingy with your stupidity, too. And if you haven't done so, make sure you click that subscribe button. You don't want to miss any new stupid episodes. And by the way, if you're listening and you just can't stand the occasional buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage, why don't you download the episodes? I recommend you using Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's absolutely free. You can get it at your app store. And they have two other paid versions of that app as well. And besides our midweek bonus episode, you also have another episode that comes every week, our weekend episode with Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew. Pancho will be answering your questions also with some of his sage wisdom. You can ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills also against Pancho with the weekly insane game show. And don't forget, if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can then join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. There you'll have articles you can read all from all the various stupidity from the episode. You can make comments about what you've read, and you can also, um, you know, share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast as well. Get a preview and a link to download the Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, you can follow me on the social medias itself, at Insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter, or visit my website for everything at InsaneEricLane.com. And this week's verbal meme for you, of course, size matters. Nobody wants a small cup of coffee. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian music, word music, Twitch and vibes music, and is available wherever you download music. The platform for the podcast is hosted by Anchor. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm. Download the app from your favorite app store. Hey, oh!